we saw an emergence of entrepreneurs who were creating businesses that specifically catered to removing social limitations. Are you seeking to broaden your horizons, to stay relevant and become future fit? Do you want to fuel your creativity and inspire innovation? Or are you simply looking to put the kapow back into your business? Then look no further. Join Carmen Murray, entrepreneur, innovator, and tech fundi with her big personality and presentation style as she interviews celebrities, alchemists, newsmakers, and business experts to discover the stories behind their success. The Carmen Murray Show will open your mind and help you turn knowledge into magic. Let knowledge be your superpower. And now, from Solid Gold Studios, here's your host, Carmen Murray. Future Fit Tribe, before we start today's episode, if you are looking for more inspiration, Visit my column on bizcommunity.com where I unpack the burning marketing issues that businesses face today. You can sign up for our FutureFit masterclasses at booyah.co.za to build connected customer experiences and also check out our other cool services. Last but not least, don't forget to book your tickets to our regular FutureFit networking events aimed at helping you surf the tsunami of change. The events bring fresh perspectives with two to four speakers and thought leaders as we debate, learn, inspire, connect. Tickets always sell fast, so book today. All the links you need appear in the show notes of the episode or on the website. Now on with today's show. Hey everybody, welcome to the Carmen Murray Show again and we are privileged to have Kumo Teko from Flux Trains with us today and she's been train spotting for us. She's going to share a little bit of insights into the tribes that we can find here in Africa and specifically in South Africa and our environment. So welcome Kumo, it's awesome to have you back. Hi Carmen, thank you for having me again. Oh, you've got such a good voice. Huh? Oh, thank you. You've got the voice for radio, I can tell you that much. Okay. Tell me, what are we going to talk about today? I'm going to introduce a tribe that we have, we at Flux have called Wokepreneurs. Yeah. And if we backtrack a little bit, 2016, 2017, we saw that a lot of, a lot of social cultural issues mainly focused in three frames. It was looking at culture, race, and gender. And within that space, I mean, we had the Black Lives Matter movement, we had the fees must fall, roads must fall, and so forth. And within that, we also saw the cultivation of brand activism, although a few brands think of Dove, H&M, and Pepsi that got it quite wrong. Mm. But within that space as well, we saw an emergence of entrepreneurs who were creating businesses that specifically catered to removing social limitations, be it within the framework of social cultural, social economic, social political. So essentially, that's how you define a wokepreneur, an entrepreneur who's creating a business that tackles a specific social challenge or that brings upon a form of diversity and inclusivity for a specific demographic or a specific cohort. And so within that emergence, we've also seen that even corporates are now stepping into the field. So in 2017, an American cloud company called Salesforce created an initiative in which they invested $50 million to accelerating startup companies that were mainly focusing on bringing some form of change to social problems or world 
problems. Mm-hmm. And that is what we're seeing with the aim of the book premiere. A local example, which is my one of my favorite ones, is called Swimmer Caps. Um, Swimmer Caps. Yes. Yes. So this was started by a lady whose name is Numvuyo Terrace. I hope I'm saying her name correctly. No, boy, you're sorry if she's not. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, she created this business because she wanted to spend more time with her daughters. Her daughters are mixed race. And I, as a black woman, can testify to the fact that swimming is a challenge when you have braids because unfortunately the traditional swimming caps don't fit on your head. And you always have to think about how are you going to, what hairstyle are you going to do that will allow you to swim. And I went to boarding school when I was in high school and we always had to think around summertime what hairstyle are you going to do because you know that for PT you have swimming classes and what Numvuya has done is she's created swimming caps that allow for natural hair afros dreadlocks braids to actually fit into the swimming cap you can swim normally without any frustration of your hair getting wet extremely wet and it becoming a challenge to maintain and that is one of the businesses that has actually kind of created a space where it's become a lot more inclusive for people with such hair to actually swim I love that. It is right? such a great example. It's an insight-driven innovation, but it's also bringing so much change because it brings so much more convenience to the end consumer. I think that's the interesting aspect about workpreneurs is that they're looking, they're looking at a perspective of as a specific cohort, Correct. I want to be a part of an activity or I want to have a safe space or I want to have a space where I can freely express myself. And the traditional um, structures don't always allow for that, don't always cater to that. And so then you have such businesses as Swimmer Caps that allow for swimming to become mm. a lot more inclusive and not restrictive and not frustrating right. towards people who have braids yeah. and who have dreadlocks. And I mean, the great part about it is that she's designed caps that are for kids and for adults. And she's even said sure. that she has men who have dreadlocks who actually buy her caps as well. So it's genderless, it is ageless, but it specifically hmm. then hones in on the fact that there are people whose hair doesn't traditionally fit in the small caps. And it's just that small idea, right? You wouldn't think that, yeah. that would, it would play such a big role. But I guess that's the great part about workpreneurs is that they're highlighting on aspects that there are people out there or there are different cohorts that feel excluded from certain aspects mm. within society mm. and they want to change that. I mean, I, I have a friend that he's big into martial arts and, and all of that and, and training and he created what he calls a lace brace. Mm. and my husband started running like crazy when you run let your laces unties and he got a lace brace that he made it's like a little thing that he invented to help solve the problems specifically to this community of people now i know it's not woke but it just speaks to the fact that there's so many social challenges that we need to address yeah and you can only identify those problems when you're living it yes it's exactly that yeah it's it's, it's exactly stems from that fact that workpreneurs are in that situation they know what it's like to be excluded they know what it's like to not be considered or they know what it's like to be in a space where the traditional structure doesn't cater to them and therefore they then create an opportunity and a business that will specifically cater to their cohort within merging with the traditional structures important before we close off maybe if you could define for our audience what type of work 
there is because work is a, a big umbrella. So maybe you can just break down what work really means and the type of categories that falls under work. So when I did my research in terms of the, I, the identification of work in and itself, it's a term that came about in about 2013 with the rise of the Black Lives Matter movement within America. And essentially it stems from being conscious of your surroundings, being conscious of your privilege as might as some people may put it and just being conscious of social injustice within society within your country and the world that you live in so that in itself is what you define woke and then obviously entrepreneurs is seeing an opportunity and taking advantage of it and creating a business so when you put the two together you're basically saying that these are business owners and these are entrepreneurs who are conscious of specific injustice within their surroundings and then they're creating a business that will either cater to it or will aim to dismantle certain structures that discriminate against or limit other people and other cohorts. Perhaps could you give us an example of a woke business, a woke brand, for example, Nike that created the um, hijab? Yes. So what we've seen also, it's it, it becomes a blurred line because, I mean, there's brand activism, then there's woke businesses, and then now we're moving into morality marketing. So essentially brands that are standing up and saying this is the stance that they take in terms of social issues or then creating spaces or collections or products that are becoming a lot more inclusive. Ben & Jerry's is one great example. They have always been very vocal about their stances on, on various social issues and Gillette. I would say mm -hmm. um, they took a stance that firstly highlighted the facts of masculinity, toxic masculinity in general. And even though they may have gotten a good or a bad feedback from it, it sets a precedent to say that some conversations need to be had. And the fact that brands are now stepping in and saying, this is the, let's rather direct the conversation to this route. And also, I think definitely within the South African landscape, Black Label has also done incredible work. I know they had, uh, they had a campaign whereby they had women who were singing at various derbies, the Kaiser Chiefs and mm. Chiefs derbies. And they've also had different talks whereby they have men come up and have open space conversations about certain issues that men face in South Africa, which we don't always highlight and we don't always talk mm. about. Mm. So, I mean, the fact that such brands are stepping into the into the work aspect and yeah. not necessarily taking walk, walking into the work aspect because of a monetary value, but because them as brands who are catering to a specific demographic see the issue within that demographic and they're mm. voicing their opinions. Just in terms of black label, don't you think there's a bit of a blurred line there because you are saying don't hit your wife when you're drunk, yet your product is the reason and why. And I think that's the interesting aspect of it, right? It's a, it's a double-edged sword. So the fact that I know with the, with the one campaign that they had is saying that just because you've lost, your team has lost at the game. And just because you've had one too many to drink, it does not justify you being abusive because that's sometimes the byproduct that people use or to say, oh, he was drunk, so that's why he hit me or, you know, he was angry and that's why he hit me. And essentially what they're saying is that that's not an excuse to be violent. Mm. Does it work? Does it not work? Time will tell. And I guess it is up to the consumers to speak with their money, whether or not it is something that works for them. But if the fact that they also stand themselves standing up and saying, actually, we do realize that our products may be used as an excuse or may be the reason, it doesn't justify the action. 100%. Well, that was very insightful. 
a topic we're very, very passionate about here at the Carmen Murray Show. So, like, <laughs> I'm just saying. Um, hashtag work fit. And, um, yes, thank you so much. And until we see you again. Thank you so much for having me. To our amazing audiences around the world, thank you so much for your ongoing support. Please take a moment to review and rate your favorite episodes, which will help others find us. You mean the world to me, and I thank you for being part of my journey to get people future fit. Bye-bye. You've been listening to The Carmen Murray Show, another Solid Gold podcast. For show notes and more episodes, visit solidgoldstudios.co.za slash Carmen Murray.